War Eagle, this is War Bloggle with Bloggle spot number 234. This one is live as I'm recording it. I've got it on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube all simultaneously. Um, you can, if you're listening now, I can, uh, you can um, send a message and I should be able to see it uh, and re- respond through there but i'm gonna try not to do touch responding at least maybe until the end because if you're listening to this later it kind of doesn't hit unless i give you the points i don't know you can see the comments on the on the video as well but if you're just listening to it it may not make may not make sense i do see some twitch messages if you're on twitter it'd be nice to figure out if you can there's one from Facebook, but if anybody can send one from Twitter, again, that Twitter used to have a, uh, you know, they used to have Periscope, but that's kind of died, but people now still stream from Twitter and whatever. Anyway, you don't care. So today is Thursday, September 15th. I'm recording this at 9.39 Central Time, and the temperature outside is 69 degrees. Nice. So... It is Penn State week. Nobody's cared too much about Penn State all week. Uh, we have cared way more about our orange uniforms. So this has been a thing on warblogle.com since 2009 or 8 or whenever. Uh, when the Clemson game 2010, there was the picture of the blue helmets. There's a rumor about blue pants. People forget that part. It was really more about blue pants. And then a random picture of a blue helmet came out. And there was just, you know, people going crazy all week about what were we going to wear. And then came out the cleansing game. Nothing different. Um, so the reason Auburn has not changed anything uniform-wise until this past year with the face mask is because Pat Dye was very traditionalist. Very traditional, if you want to say that, even though it's not traditional, I'll give it back to that. Um, very traditional. Um, and he actually, when he came to Auburn, or at one point, he said, we would never wear the orange uniforms. Uh, he wanted the blue. Um, one of his football players was Jay Jacobs. Jay Jacobs, as you know, was athletic director for many years. And so he kind of carried the banner for Pat Dye's stance on orange uniforms, anything different. Auburn has the best uniform in football, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, But when Jay Jacobs was, when he, you know, he's not at Auburn anymore and Alan Green comes in and then, well, let's back up. Gus is under Jay Jacobs, is hired by Jay Jacobs. And even while he's here after Jay leaves, um, he kind of still probably carried the banner for the the let's not do anything different crowd. And so when Gus was let go, it was back it was Alan Green and Brian Harson. And there was no more Pat Dye stuff. There was no more Jay Jacobs. There was no connection. The little ladder, the chain of Gus to Jay to Pat Dye was gone. And so we saw last year the white face mask at the Penn State Whiteout, which I don't know if that's technically trolling yourself or what, but it looked awesome. But that was, 
years ago, I remember have, finding, you know, getting, I had a guy that would, that would do some helmet work and stuff and graphics work. And we had a picture of a white, what a what, Auburn helmet with a white face mask would look like. Sorry, mid yawn there. Uh, and it looked awesome. We also had a picture of an orange helmet out there. If I could, if I had my other setup set up, I could pull up stuff quickly and show and show it to you. But now you just get to watch kick six or whatever. Um, but anyway, blue helmets, orange helmets, white helmets with white face masks. All look good. Um, but yeah, so last year, Penn State wore the white face mask. Ole Miss game and the Iron Bowl and the orange wore the orange face mask. So it was like, and I remember saying it like even before the season started about this, that Alan Green had no old time connection with Auburn. Brian Harson definitely didn't. So if anything was going to happen uniform wise or to changes, it was going to be then. It was going to be now. And it started. It might have trickled in and slow, but it was going to be, it was going to start. And it did. Um, if I have one complaint, um, is that I don't really know the orange face mask is shiny, metallic looking, almost looks like shiny fingernail polish to me. Um, I understand our stripes and decals and logos on the helmet are now shiny, and I get that. It makes it pop a little bit more. I remember it was back when Jeremy Johnson was playing during A-Day. They kind of switched. They tried some stuff. They had a bigger AU on his helmet one time. It was very subtle. They started doing the the metallic, shiny, reflective stuff. And, you know, under the lights, it looks so much better. Okay, fine. I get it. But now I kind of liken that to the Florida Mar Marlins thinking aquamarine is a cool color. Because back in the 90s, it was kind of cool. That was like the new color. There were Jeeps that color. And there was, it, I don't know, it was like that, that color had never been around before. And then all of a sudden, everything was that color. Um, and, you know, the Colorado Rockies was per were purple, and around the same time, the uh, Toronto Raptors came out, and they were purple and kind of that greenish color too. And it, it just seemed the Diamondbacks were purple and that greenish color. It just seemed like that was kind of the cool color at the time. That was the cool look to kind of be a little bit different. And I kind of feel like the shininess of the decals has kind of jumped the shark. Like I I got it for a little bit. It made it was kind of cool for the time. But as I've mentioned a billion times, I coach a lot of baseball. And back in the day, helmets were shiny, not necessarily metallic shiny, but just kind of that plastic shiny. And now the cool thing is to have a matte, flat colored, you know, like a, a flat painted helmet to where it doesn't shine. And it's just that color. Um, so all that to say, I kind of wish Auburn's decals and logos were that way. I'm not necessarily saying a matte finish, um, M-A-T-T-E, but kind of back in the old days where it's just a color and it's not necessarily made to shine, it just will. And I kind of wish Auburn's face mask were that way. If you go back and look at Bo Jackson, uh, when he wore the orange face mask, it definitely wasn't shiny. It was more of a highlighter orange, um, but I just like that look. If we're going to go orange to look retro, let's look retro with the with the flatter paint style or flatter whatever you want to call it whatever that that gel or coating or whatever you want to call it is um so that's my that's my one negative knock on the on this new face mask thing so anyway 
did white face mask, did orange face mask. And then earlier this week, it was, you know, it's been noted that this was going to be an, an orange out, uh, all Auburn, all orange, because they did the white out last year. And we were going to, you know, give us, show them our color that pops, as um, Tommy Tuberville used to say when he kind of helped create all. I don't know if he created it, but he was the coach when we pushed it about how orange looked better on TV. And it definitely does. Um, but I just, that reminds me, I was watching this past offseason, I think I just, the 94 LSU game where we had all those interceptions in the fourth quarter. If you go back and watch that, watch any game from that era, The it's not necessarily that we're doing a whiteout, but the stadium just looks white because most people had like white shirts on or just whatever. It It's kind of weird to me. You know, I've always grown up wearing the color of your team when you go to a game, whether it's a high school game or whatever. But it seemed like back then, maybe it was because it was raining and people had ponchos and stuff on for that game. But there was like no coordination in colors and nothing, and everybody was just kind of like whatever and whatever I'm going to wear. I'm sure it was an orange shirt or an Auburn shirt. And Auburn didn't push orange as much back then. Uh, but it just kind of looked weird compared to now. I mean, I'm look at the Kick 6 video on the stream right now. It's That was a – that wasn't an all Auburn, all orange game but they did have orange shakers. I think they told everybody to wear blue actually. And we wore shake and had orange shakers, which was a really cool look. Um, but you, I mean, it's everybody's uniform. Everybody's wearing the same thing. Um, but where was I going with that? Oh, back when Tuberville said, start wearing orange. Cause it pops. Now we're wearing orange cause it pops. Um, and the white out at Penn state does look very cool. They hand out t-shirts and stuff though. So every, you get to your seat and there's a shirt there. So everybody's going to look the same. Um, I'm not saying Auburn should put out 80,000 orange shirts, but it would look cool if they did. Uh, so white out, orange out, all Auburn, all orange. Earlier this week, Derek Brown, Derek Hall, excuse me, Derek Hall and Owen Papo, they were asked about wearing orange jerseys, or one of them brought it up or something. And they both were kind of really quick to say, Auburn's very traditional. Like that, nobody pointed out that point. I just, they were both like, Auburn's very traditional. You know, we're not going to do anything. And they're like, but I have said, I've tried to get them to do it. Like they both said they've pushed to, do, to wear orange, and but Auburn's very traditional, like that kind of thing. Um, Auburn has only worn this uniform since the late 60s. Auburn has played more football not in the uniform they wear today than they have. So, um, you can call it traditional for right now, traditional since your mom's been alive. Um, but that's not a good excuse. I'll get to that later. Um, so it kind of got some traction. Hey, Auburn, let's wear orange. Let's wear orange on Twitter and whatever. And, and a lot of people still didn't believe it. a ton of people were like, there's 1% chance Auburn wears orange, whatever. Um, but the fl the flames were fanned the gasoline was poured on pour on the porn poured on the campfire when auburn see okay here's here was what was weird about it auburn tweeted some pictures of some auburn orange face masks so they confirmed they were an orange face mask so there's only four pictures but if you went to instagram and facebook there were about eight pictures and two of them showed orange fabric orange jersey fabric kind of like under the face mask like if you look semi carefully you could definitely tell it's orange fabric 
So then, of course, that made everything blow up. It was like, it, it's happening, it's happening, you know, Michael Scott. Um, and so everybody got pumped and everybody got went crazy. Uh, but then it, it there were still detractors and still people out there going, there's no way we're in orange. Um, and so, but it just got, everybody went crazy thinking, you know, fever pitch, we're, we're, we're finally doing it. All the young people were doing it. And of course, some of the other people were saying it was the ugliest thing they've ever seen. And Auburn's too traditional to do this. Never mind they, you know, wore orange jerseys primarily in the 40s and were them under Barfield and have a winning record under Barfield, under the, well, excuse me, in the orange jerseys. Um, but just because, you know, your mom or somebody told you that Auburn's always worn the same uniform, um, you don't like it. Um, but today, Auburn tweeted out a picture of their shoulder, of the shoulder sleeve whatever and it was the blue jersey the normal jersey and it said tradition uh which just irks me a little bit because again i know it sounds like i'm pushing for auburn to wear it i know it sounds like i want them to and and we're stupid if we don't um i really don't care i mean it, yes i think it will look cool if they came out but it's not gonna kill me if auburn never wears an orange jersey uh or if they come out in blue i just think this kind of mishandled a little bit to once the orange oh also after when they were post when they posted the orange sleeve picture um like every sport at auburn tweeted pictures in their orange jerseys and said we are we're undefeated in orange jerseys and blah 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 so i mean it was just like a hundred percent to from auburn sounding like it was going to happen like it wasn't even a troll or a tease anymore um it it was going to happen based off what they were showing but then I think what happened was Auburn had to have a little come to Jesus meeting and be like, guys, I think they think we're wearing orange jerseys. We probably need to nip this in the bud because when we run out and blue them on Saturday, they're going to boo and they're going to be really mad. Because you know how these 20-year-olds are. They they love to boo everything they don't get. Um, so they sent out the picture today wearing the blue jersey. Now, does that mean they're going to wear blue? Not necessarily. It might be a double troll. They could be sitting here going, no, guys, here's our blue. They didn't say this is what we're wearing. They just said tradition which is, it is recent tradition, which is not even a thing. Um, so that's that's my, my main irk tradition, is just hearing it for years, especially when we talked about the blue helmet a decade ago and the blue pants a decade ago. Um, just people coming out. Auburn's got the most traditional, best uniform in the world. Sure, they've got, I, I love it. it. There's no uniform better. But nobody's saying change the uniform. People are just saying, let's have fun once a year and maybe you know, make some 18-year-olds excited to come here, sure, and do it in a classy throwback type of way. I never want to be George, uh, Oregon, and I completely forgot about Georgia wearing those little space suit, space suit red uniforms they did a few years ago with when Aaron Murray was playing. But people think that once you do that, that, like, discredits your program. Like, I've got to – you've got to wear an orange jersey to be relevant or to make people like you or make people want to come play for you. No. But if we're worried about recruiting or worried about getting people here and, and creating excitement, sometimes you got to play the game a little bit. And having a different color shirt on that's still one of your colors, that's still the color of the shirt you're wearing, ain't going to do anything. Um, so a, a jersey has never won or lost a game. And I, But, you know, if Auburn comes out in orange and loses, you know that's going to be the only thing that's blamed. Like, they're going to act like, 
the the trash they used to throw at Gus, like or anybody, like they're gonna act like we should have been worrying about winning over over jerseys. Like the football team is stitching the orange jerseys. I just wish we worry about winning. That whole thing. No, just because you're seeing something you don't love doesn't mean the whole football team is over there partaking in the thing you hate. So, I was, I can't say I was skeptical that Auburn was going to wear orange or not because the picture that they showed definitely was more than just, hey, here's an orange backdrop or an orange face mask. It was definitely trolling or not trolling is not the good or right word teasing or whatever and i think they just saw that it blew up i don't know why you don't think that would blow up and they kind of had to call it today um or again they could be trolling again um but it like i tweeted earlier um, you can kind of tell the orange in that picture was just a kind of a zoomed in vert zoomed in picture of the orange on the sleeve that they showed today. So anyway, it's a big deal to certain people. It's a big deal to young folks. I'm 40 years old. Maybe when I was 20, it would have ruled my world. I'm not saying it's not important. It's, I think it'd be cool if it happens again. I don't, I care. I'm just saying it's not going to kill me if they come out in blue. I will say, I don't think it was handled great. If they're going to come out in blue by social media, just, the picture I, I can see a little bit, but getting all the other teams to tweet, hey, we're undefeated when we wear orange, like that's just kind of that's taking it. That's that's like I don't know what I'm trying to say, but that's just one of those things where you you do everything to make somebody believe something and then just say I'm joking. There's got to be a word for that. I can't think of what it is, but just you know, like a mean girl that leans in to kiss you and then slaps you at the last second. Like, no, you were doing it. So anyway, um, so on to the football game, Penn state's got the same quarterback. The rest of their team is semi young. They've got a good offensive line. You know, they beat Purdue in the last minute and then they destroyed whoever they played last week. Uh, I think it's going to be a good, hard fault back and forth game, blah, blah, blah. It's the first time a Big Ten team has ever come to Jordan-Hare Stadium. Also, the next week's the first time Missouri has ever come to Jordan-Hare Stadium. Um, and I saw a stat. I could be – I need to look this up. But it, I could have sworn I saw where Auburn is 0-1-2 against the Big 12 in regular season. Number one, I didn't think we'd ever, we'd only played the Big 12 – Big Ten three times. Uh, number two. Two, that's kind of weird that we would be 0-1-2. So maybe it happened a long time ago when ties were more prevalent, obviously more prevalent when there was no overtime. But um, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Um, by the way, again, if you're watching this on Twitter, if you could say something in the thing, I'm I'm on the website and I don't see anything. But, again, last time apparently there was people talking up a storm on the Twitter feed and I never saw it. We'll pull it up on my phone again. I don't see anything. Anyway, um, but if I could, I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe I get my hopes up a little bit more than everybody else, and I'm not talking about the, the actual football games. But you know, I went to the Mercer game. 
tailgated all day, 10 to 6 o'clock. Um, went to San Jose State, tailgated from 10 to 6.30. Uh, and the amphitheater back in the day was kind of – it was happening. Um, it was not tailgate guys, and it was a lot of college kids. I was not a college kid. I was – you know, we were kind of front – kind of the gateway to the amphitheater. You kind of saw everybody that was walking to the amphitheater. Um, but the last, these last two games, there's been about half as many, now it's tailgate guys. There's been about half as many tents up there and absolutely nobody gets there until one o'clock uh, for a six o'clock game. And yes, I know you're going to say it's just Mercer. It's just San Jose State. No, I don't. I don't see that at all. I see that. It, I see it as it's the first football game. We sit here and think about it for eight months and seven months and talk about it, and and you know go over fall practice and who's hurt and who's playing and and all this kind of stuff. And then the crowd in the stands for Mercer was halfway decent. I mean, the of course the corners of the upper deck were not full, um, and. The rest, the lower bowl was fine, but just the scene was not fun. And I get it. You're still trying to get out of summer mode and get into football mode. And if you're not playing a massive team, you just kind of think, okay, hey, Auburn's going to win. Let me use this last Saturday to do all my honey-do list. You you had the week before to do that. You had the 14 weeks before that to do that. I don't I don't know how we, we get so enthralled and, and actually think we have a reason or a – leg to stand on or or justification for complaining about things if you can't even like get excited about the football game or go to the football game or the first game or or whatever again i know not everybody has the same situation people got to work on saturdays um you don't have tickets you don't have a tailgate to go to but mercer was not great san jose state was bad like the upper deck, the the east upper deck was less than half full, and I know it was supposedly going to rain. I think it drizzled for a half a second, um, but this is what you wait on. Now, student section, I will say the student section was very good. It was full, um, even after the rain. Most of the people that came back were students. I stayed with our, my boys and a friend, and we stayed there and and went waited through the the rain delay for Mercer. But San Jose State, like the the I've, I figured okay second week now everybody's in ball season they they're gonna see, they're they're there they they've got football in their blood now and nope even worse tailgate scene had multiple tents in the amphitheater where nobody came to them um the, the crowd was crappy look I know it's San Jose State but again if you're not one of those people that get to come to a lot of games you could have gotten it for that for five dollars Mercer assaulted nine dollars it's a chance to go see the thing that you wait on all year. And there's only eight days out of the year that you can go watch a game at Jordan Hare. Now I know this weekend's going to be going to rival the iron bowl in terms of tailgating and crowd participation. And that's great, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I get it. You, there will be casual fans that, you know, it's a party for them. And that's fine, too. I'm going to enjoy it, love it, love having, seeing everybody there and the crowd being wild and crazy. But if you can't make yourself go to Mercer just because it's Mercer and not think of it as, well, it's the first game and I can go tailgate and have fun and 
be around Auburn and go to a game, like I don't think you have a I don't think you can complain about anything, to be flat out honest with you. Like like outwardly calling out a coach or or a decision or whatever just because it's not a democracy. So I know we're gonna have a ton of fun this weekend, but are you gonna come for Missouri just because it's one of the worst SEC teams? Or are you gonna be like it's just Missouri? I'm not talking to the students. The students were good. It's just these you you other people that love football and talk about it all year and all off season and want it so bad and have a chance to go watch a game like you might live within an hour, but ah, it's just Mercer. No. So there's uniforms. There's Penn State. Let's just talk about the game again. Oh, semi scoop. Supposedly Calzada. Look, everybody's going, Calzada must suck if he doesn't play. No, I believe, and I'm I'm wholeheartedly believe through multiple sauces that he has been hurt. Not terribly hurt, just let's not throw him out there against Mercer and San Jose State if we don't have to. The scuttlebutt was that he tweaked his arm playing tennis. And someone in the Discord today, the Warblog with Discord, post uh, noticed that in somebody else's Instagram feed, he was actually on the field hitting a tennis ball with a tennis racket. Calzada was. So, my, I think, you know, he's not... There's no way, as a college football player at 100%, that he is not playable at all under TJ and Robbie. I mean, I love Robbie and what he can add to the game. Um, but right now, you've got to think Calzada is a little bit more seasoned. You know he's more seasoned and a little bit more prepared uh, to play college football than Robbie and and Calzada hadn't sniffed even half of a second on the field. So to me, everybody, you know, I was walking to the tailgate from the game yet last week, and everybody's like, "Man, he must be really bad. He he must be really bad if he can't get in now." So it that doesn't make sense. Um, so I do think he has been slightly injured, and the news is he actually has been cleared somewhat and was practicing with the first string at, at points at certain points in practice this week. Now, in that open practice a week before the season, he was out there, and I want to say he did throw one short pass, but, you know, he didn't work at all with the ones. He was out there with the walk-ons at the very end. So I do think if that is true, if he's not hurt anymore, you know, if TJ goes out there and throws a pick, and Robbie's not looking like he really can do more than run the zone read for 80 yards, which I'm totally fine with him doing every once in a while. Um, I think we might see him. You know, everybody's been like, why are we so vanilla? Why haven't we done this? We barely beat San Jose State. We've called up almost no blitzes, uh, really didn't have to. We've been very vanilla in the play calling. I mean, it's been just drop back pass or zone read from Robbie. Um. This would be a chance and a weird kind of um, surprise, I guess you'd say, to throw in a completely different quarterback, a third quarterback who's you know been good enough to beat Alabama. Now, what the weird thing is, is the guy at Texas A&M 
Calzada basically left Texas A&M because he knew or he was told that the guy at Texas A&M was going to be the starter. And did y'all see his stats last week against App State? I mean, it was like 70 yards passing and a pick or two. And so I don't know what was going on there. Sounds like I actually saw a few Texas A&M accounts on Twitter saying Calzada would have done this or Calzada would have stayed in the game or, you know, stuff like that. So they kind of miss him out there. So again, nothing against TJ. He's obvious. He is so far, other than those picks, throwing the ball to, you know, in spots, it has looked a lot better, less duckish. He's still not very fast, but he's just big. Um, but you've got to think Calzada is at least that good. And if at least that good. Um, so. Or the other thing is he just doesn't know the offense. But he's got to know the offense as much as Robbie does. Maybe Robbie is just fast enough and can do things with his legs that Calzada can't do either. So, um, if people are talking in in Twitter, Twitter land, I cannot see it. So, I don't know if that's a thing. But anyway... So that's news. We may see Calzada this week. Uh, I don't know if it'd be a thing of of if TJ's bad, we'll send him in, or there's a plan to put him in. Um, I'm not disliking the two quarterback thing we got going on right now. Last week it was obviously very. I don't know. I say it was obvious this, but Robbie came in through a pick in his like second pass of the game, and it seriously looked like he thought the guy played for Auburn. I mean, he stared him down. He was the only guy in that area, and he threw it right to him. Um, so I don't know if that kind of changed their game plan, but it did kind of seem more like Robbie's just going to be a, a little compliment to TJ. Uh, when we get in certain situations, we can throw him in there and run it and run it and run it, and then when they kind of catch on to that, which shouldn't be very hard, hard to catch on to, uh, just kind of dump it off or, or a bomb when everybody's pulled in to, to take away the run. So. All I was saying, all I'm saying is the two the two headed system has not bothered me too much. Um, Harson says it's not a quarterback controversy; it's just another player on the field that's good, and you just find a way to find get him the ball, just like another wide receiver or whatever. Um, so add another one. I really think if you've got Calzada and TJ, though, they're about the same style. They're going to have decent arms not very fast, uh, then it just kind of comes down to who can make the plays and who knows the system. And right now, TJ knows it. So, all right. Well, I kind of rambled about uniforms a while and talked about Penn State a little bit. Let's look at the chat. Josh Corbett from Twitch says, who is the wire? Most people are watching from Twitch. That's weird to me. Says, who is the wide receiver that is returning? Oh, Malcolm Johnson, Malcolm Johnson Jr., number 16. They just said he wasn't good to go last week. He did he did have a catch in the first game, I believe. Pretty sure he did. Um, but I don't know what his deal was, but they said he's coming back. I just I think Auburn's probably I don't think we're as good right now as we were. Oh, no, we're definitely not as good right now as we were at this point last year. 
Uh, Auburn destroyed Akron and destroyed – who was the other game we played? I don't know, but it was like 120 to 10 the first two games. This one, Mercer was a tad close just because they scored two touchdowns or 10 points at the end on our walk-ons after an hour rain delay, so kind of don't count that as much. San Jose, it was more of a struggle. Um, I think it can all be attributed to those two interceptions thrown in the first half. If those are scoring drives or at least take up any – any substantial time San Jose State doesn't play doesn't um doesn't keep it that close uh, so all of my point there was I don't think Auburn is that uh as good as they were last year but I don't think Penn State is either like a lot of their fans were kind of down on the season um but they beat Purdue in a in kind of an exciting finish, and that gave them a little jolt. And then who did they play last week? I'll look it up real fast. It was it was a, a nobody. Um, but they destroyed them. Who was it? I got it right here. Ohio. They beat them 46 to 10. So, and then that got them ranked 22. So, even after beating Purdue, they were not ranked. So, maybe they're not as – good as we thought i i just think they're it's probably about the same both teams are probably a half a step or a full step back from last year but the difference is they've got a quarterback that played last year and beat us last year um and he had a career day of course like they all do um but we've got who's played a few games and robbie who's going to add some spark and calzada who may be returning we also have a tank and we have a Jarquez and now we have a Damari. So I think we've got better football players and we're playing at home. It's just, can we, can we make it happen at home? Can we keep the crowd in it? Can we not boo TJ when he throws one bad pass in the first drive? Can we not chant Robbie's name when that happens? Cause then Robbie comes in and throws a pick on the next play. Can we not do those stupid things? I, I gave you props, students, during for staying and being loud and being pretty much full the whole game, but let's stop being stupid because that looks really stupid. It makes the – I mean, we're going to have a ton of recruits this this week and probably the biggest weekend recruiting-wise of the year. This is Auburn – I mean, if LSU, LSU had beaten Florida State, I really don't even think that would have been – LSU would be a big week just because it's LSU. Uh, but other than that, you know, we've got Arkansas coming here, Texas A&M. Oh, they've already lost now. This is the biggest week. This is like the biggest name other than just your typical SEC rivalries that's coming in. So you're going to have a ton of recruits. And the last thing we need is students and people right there by the recruiting section booing the quarterback or chanting for the backup or cheering like crazy just because the backup came in. I get it. It's a very simpleton brain thing that just happens. But think about it and just realize what you're doing. Realize that your cheering is not affecting Harson's decisions. Your cheering is not making anything better. If anything, if, if I'm TJ and I hear that, just like I said it last year, if I'm Bo and I hear that, why would I want to play for you? Why would I want to do anything? which is, you can call it weak or what, whatever, but it might be why Bo's not here anymore. And I guarantee you'd all take Bo right now. So, 
let's not do stupid things. Let's not make our stadium and fan base and team look stupid and and petty and unappreciative and like we actually matter. You're there to cheer. Cheer. All right. I know I kind of threw this together late. It is 10.15. Not much in the chat. Just um, So I think I'll clear i'll close it out i may do a twitter space tomorrow um i don't really like them but it's kind of an easier setup than this sometimes and i don't always have to break out the full-on microphone and setup so anything else chat i don't see anything all right well we're two days from from uh kickoff or day and a half by this time we'll already know if auburn's three and oh or three and oh because there's only one option Bloggle spot number 234, done, War Eagle.